Everything I know now is from trial and error, learning from my peers and reaching out to other people that have businesses like me and asking them questions. Hello and welcome to this episode of Shopify Masters, the weekly podcast powered by Shopify, your companion for starting and building a business. I'm your host, Felix Tia. Each week we chat with entrepreneurs to find out what they have learned while growing successful businesses. My guest today found her calling at age 14, making slime videos. Yep, you heard that right. Angelina Lee leaned heavily into ASMR. It's that feeling you get watching certain videos online, then cutting soap with a knife or whispering into a microphone. Her passion for slime led her to start an Instagram account, which has now grown to over 360,000 followers and a TikTok page with over millions of views. And soon after, she launched her online store to sell her own slime creations on Shopify. This journey has led her to conventions selling her slime all over the United States. Angelina, welcome to Shopify Masters. Thank you for having me. Now for our audience that might not be into slime, not know what that is, maybe know preferably about what slime is, can you tell us more about the slime phenomena and describe it to us? Yeah, so um, a lot of people don't know what it is, so I'm very uh, familiar with having to describe it to people that are new to it. Um, Slime is a substance that you can play with. Um, it's a lot more complicated than you're probably used to seeing at like a Walmart's kid section. Um, there's different textures, scents, and people make clay creations to mix with it. And there's a huge community of people that make slime on social media, especially Instagram and TikTok right now. And um, people use it for playtime. So it's not just for kids. I've seen tons of people um, benefit greatly from it that have ADHD or anxiety that use it for stress relief, just to get something to do with your hands, to get your mind off of, you know, your workday or school. And I've seen lots of people do birthday parties with it and just like group, um, like play sessions with their friends. And um, it's super fun. And how, how did you get into it? How did you get into not only learning about slime, but like wanting to create your own? Yeah, so all of this um, I stumbled into on accident. Um, I just happened to be into all things crafty at 14 and still am now. But I loved painting and crocheting and sculpting and just slime happened to be one of my hobbies. And I posted on Instagram because I saw other people post and I was thinking like maybe I could share the art that I was making as well. And people started asking where to purchase it and I didn't know that this was something that people wanted. So I set up my own small Etsy shop for a couple months and I saw that sales were really successful. So I transferred over to Shopify just to get a little more freedom with my own website and managing all aspects of business. I didn't really think this was going to last very long, but now five years down the line, I'm still doing this. I'm a full-time college student. I work at marketing internships, so I switched my career path completely from going towards the medical field now to business administration and entrepreneurship. And it's definitely changed my life for the better. I know that you have videos on Instagram, like you had mentioned. We talked about TikTok and also on YouTube. Which one of these was the one that took off that made you realize that you have an audience of people that want to buy the slime that you were creating? Yeah, so everything started off on Instagram. Um, 
I was very fortunate that I started right at the peak of when slime was becoming really popular. I could say that I was one of the first like big slime accounts that launched in the beginning, which really helped bring traffic to my website and to my page because people were first discovering slime and they were first discovering me as well. And I was really excited to refresh my follower page and see like it update by the hundreds every time I refresh. So it was super exciting in the beginning. I was so excited to show my mom and she was really confused of why people wanted slime videos. And um, that's how I convinced her to open up my first bank account and start, let me start selling. And um, the slime conventions were also a really big deal to me and also to my parents to show them that um, what I was doing was a lot bigger than just posting videos on the internet. You know, I was seeing people face to face and making in-person sales. And you could see all the other people that were doing the same thing as I was at the time. And um, that really helped win them over for sure. Yeah. And because you've had success on all these different platforms that you were launching onto YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, tell us more about the, the, the differences or maybe the similarities between growing audience on these different platforms. If a listener out there wants to go and grow their platform just one at a time, talk to us about how to approach it depending on which platform you decide to go with. I'd say they're definitely very different, um, especially how Instagram has changed over the years. I'm very used to posting, you know, one minute long videos, but then now with the emergence of TikTok, everything's very short, fast paced. I have to edit completely differently now. Um, with TikTok, I make all of my videos very like straightforward. I go to right to the best parts and make everything under 30 seconds if I can. Um, just having a good hook in the beginning because you want to prevent people from scrolling past your video, um, hopping on different trends that you see and making things that um, people would want to see that way from what people say that they want to see, what you see that is successful based on views. And it's very different because with Instagram, if you want to make a promotional post, you have the option of doing um, a picture where you can convey lots of information with a long caption. But with TikTok, everything has to be concise into the video. Um, you could try to do voiceovers or something that has audio if you want to say a lot of information. But it definitely is a lot of fast-paced content. Yeah, that makes sense. When you say, for example, that you want to create content that is hooking people right from the beginning, so especially on on platforms like uh, on TikTok, where the, the 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 length is so short and attention spans are even shorter, what are some examples of things that you've done that have been successful that you, that you try to replicate over and over again whenever you create videos now that hook the viewers into sticking around and watching more of your videos? Yeah, so with my um, ASMR videos, I try to have something very visually appealing in the beginning. So you want to keep watching. Or if I do videos where I pack videos, I start off with a short intro, like let's package an order together. So people know what they're going to watch. They know that they're interested in this. They'll continue watching. And that way, whenever I keep doing that, they're used to seeing that pattern and watching throughout. So you were making these fun slime videos and then started recording yourself packaging orders. At what point did you start transitioning to also selling your products through your content? Well, I post my products that I'm selling on my social medias first, 
And I would mention in the caption or in the video or even in the comment section, if there's no space, I'll put that on TikTok, um, that this slime will be restocked on a certain day. And I cater my products very heavily towards like, this is the launch day. This is when you can get it. Set your alarms. So that way I build up um, some excitement around my restock launches. And um, that way people, um, I've seen especially lately, my websites have been selling out really quickly. I think last week, 90% of my stock, um, my stock sold out within 10 minutes. That's, I think, heavily towards me getting people excited for the restock launch and showing that, um, that it is in demand because of how quickly it is selling out. Um, people even emailed me saying like, oh, I've been trying for two weeks and I can't get this one product. Um, but yeah, um, especially with the packaging videos, um, it shows people that these are things that you can order and it kind of gives like a personal, um, aspect to the, uh, whole process because I didn't do that originally with Instagram. It was purely just, um, content of the products, but then, um, people are excited to order when they have the packaging video option because they want their own video, um, of packaging their order and I'll even take like requests, like you can comment like um, your order number and maybe I'll pack your order on camera. And it just adds a personal aspect that way. I'm talking with Angelina Lee, founder of Firefly Slime. You had mentioned that your mom was supportive about opening a bank account, letting you go to these slime conventions, helping out with maybe the travel there and whatnot. But before the the slime videos, the the Instagram account took off or a business took off. Did your parents have an expectation that you were going to do something else with your life? What was that like? What was that transition like into this whole other career path? Yeah. So my entire family um, is made up of engineers at Boeing and um, doctors like pharmacists. And that's pretty typical for Asian households that they'd want their children to become doctors. And that was pretty much my plan up until high school. I always um, was told, yeah, you're going to go to medical school. You're going to take the MCAT. You're going to do all these things. And, um, I never had a reason to question that because I never found anything that really sparked my interest until I created my own business when I was in middle school. And, um, I believed that it was just a hobby at the time because that was what my parents were telling me. And of course that makes sense because they didn't want it to get in the way of my schooling or anything like that. So, um, I just continued doing school and um, the slime business up until my senior year of high school is when I kind of wanted to get serious about picking what I wanted to do. And there was a lot of pressure to choose that route. And I decided that um, I never really found anything that interested me as much as starting the business. So I dropped all of the you know, chemistry, biology classes that I was currently enrolled in for the next quarter. And I switched it to microeconomics and I did a business statistics class and accounting. And my parents were supportive that I was able to find something that I could be successful in that wasn't um, what they originally envisioned. So I'm very grateful for that. Yeah, you mentioned that your your parents uh, kind of put this in your head that this should be treated as a hobby. And maybe you also took that same approach that this is just a hobby that, that you're doing. How did this help you or hurt you during this journey? Growing the business by accident um, was definitely having its downsides and upsides. I like that I was never um, set out to start a business to make money. So 
the business was never to make the most profits or how to set my prices up the highest I can. But because I thought of it as a hobby, I never really did much investing into the business in terms of buying more bulk supplies than um, I probably should have. Or um, I made my big investment of a $1,200 industrial mixer, um, I think last year. And I'm so grateful that I did it. And I wish I did it sooner. But these are things that I never would have done if I thought that I wouldn't still be doing this like two years down the line. But um, after I kind of got serious with this, I started um, doing more research on how to improve and have the best quality. And yeah, I just pretty much enjoyed the process. I didn't let it stress me out too much. And I was just kind of learning as I go because I had zero business experience when I first started. Um, and everything I know now is from trial and error, learning from my peers and reaching out to other people that have businesses like me and asking them questions. Yeah, so at a certain point, you realized that this was a business that had potential to keep on growing. You invested in, in equipment and purchases, and you spent more time researching how to grow the business. Do you remember when this, this kind of switch happened where you realized that this is not just a hobby, but actually it could be a viable business? Um, it kind of happened when I first went to the slime conventions. Both myself and my parents saw all the other people doing the same thing as me. And we realized that um, there was more to this than just selling online because I was just so used to talking to everyone through a screen. You know, it wasn't very personal. Um, and once I ship out the packages, you know, I never see them again. I don't know what happened to them. But at the conventions, you can physically give them the product. They get to try it. I get to talk to people and I had to talk to people that have purchased from me before and so they loved it. And um, it was just a moment that I realized like what I do has an impact on people. And especially when I heard people that um, used it for anxiety relief or said that their kids benefit greatly from it is when I realized that um, what I do is not just some kids toy that people use. Um, it actually has a lot of benefits that people love. Hold that thought. We'll be right back after this quick word from Shopify. <laughs> the first cup of coffee, it was awful. Meet Rod Johnson, co-founder of Black & Bold, a premium specialty coffee and tea company powered by Shopify. The journey of Black & Bold started with us opening our online Shopify store while we were burning beans in my business partner's garage. Shopify allows us to stay true to our mission by having an easily customizable and responsive site that make it very easy for novices to try their hand in becoming entrepreneurs. Get a free 14-day trial at shopify.com slash podcast. You've traveled all over the country to these slime conventions. Tell me what it's like walking through the doors. Yeah, so it would start off with the convention reaching out to me. Um, normally, they would have a VIP section of the top like slime accounts that have lots of followers that help them promote the convention itself. And then they'd have a smaller section of people that actually pay to sell there. And um, I would always be part of the VIP. So they would pay for my flight and my hotel to go there, as well as um, some extra funds to sell at their convention because it does come with promoting the event. And um, I would travel to California, Chicago, Florida, and there was also one in Washington State. Um, and I would just bring my products. I would set up my little booth and um, sell to people there. And 
um, people that purchase tickets can purchase um, slimes from different vendors. They can play games. It's kind of like a all-inclusive um, like fun day for everybody and their kids. So there's um, usually live music, um, people that sing, and games that you can play that way. It's really fun. And so if you're there to, to sell, what have you learned about how to stand out? You know, if you're going to convention and all your competitors are there, what have you noticed works to stand out amongst the, you know, bunch of other competitors that are selling, you know, similar products to you? Yeah, so it's very different because online people rely heavily on a picture or a video, but there's only so much you can do to display it in person. So um, I've realized that, especially my very first one that I did, having a good quality product is not enough to draw people in because when they go in person, they want to visually see that yours stands out um, among everybody else that's there. And that includes having you know, bright colors, um, having designs that are different from people or offering different promotions. And um, just the visual aspect is very important. Having um, something that draws people into your booth. Um, I've seen people do like neon lights or things that are flashing, balloons, um, just anything that makes people excited and be like, oh, I want to go check out what they're doing over there. It's really important. And um, I wish those were still a thing because they kind of closed down after COVID happened. And I really miss doing that. I'm talking with Angelina Lee, founder of Firefly Slime. You also said that when you, again, took this more seriously, you spent more time learning and that what was important for you was that you enjoyed the entire process of learning, of trial and error. Tell us more about what are some of the most challenging moments throughout this where it was a good, really good learning experience, but then also was not an easy part of running a business. The entire process of learning took a very long time um, in terms of finding um, like people to manufacture the containers because running a business has so many aspects that people don't think about. You need to find someone to make your containers, your labels, and design those labels. And just kind of having to figure out and admit to myself that I can't do everything. So sometimes I do need to reach out to people for help or... Um, just having to find ways to make my life a little bit easier, maybe finding a different software to use for editing than what I was originally using or testing different things out to find out that they're not worth investing in. You're now in college, you're, you have an internship, you're also running this business. What have you learned about time management or how to kind of prioritize or balance your, your life in order to pursue all of these things at the same time? Right now, I would say I religiously use my Google Calendar for everything. So if I have meetings I have at my internship, I'll have those down. If I have big restock launches, I'll plan out which days I have to have what done. So that way I can go throughout my day with a checklist and make sure I have everything that I need done. And um, especially with schooling, I put that first. Of course, it's my priority that I get all my assignments done on time and I study for all my exams. The great thing about owning your own business is the freedom that comes with it. So if you have other responsibilities, like if I had an exam coming up that week, I could delay a restock to the next week and just work that next week. Um, and that would be great for me because I wouldn't have to split my time as much. You said that when you release new products, 90% of your stock sells out after 10 minutes. How is that possible? When I post new products on my social medias, they're normally not already in stock. 
um, I would put in the description or in the video that it's going to be restocked on this day at this set time. And that way I can build up the excitement around the restocks and show people that um, if you want it, you have to be at this certain time. And that way um, people kind of line up on my website before I take the password off of the Shopify page. And um, the process that I do is I normally look at what's selling well, what are my best sellers that people want and um, have been asking to bring back. And I put those on my restock list as well as bringing new products. So every restock I have best sellers and new products people will be excited about. And with the new products, I kind of test out like what people like and what's kind of in demand right now. And um, I've seen people purchase really big orders. Um, I've seen with my like special restocks, if like that's holiday or any um, holiday sale, I'll do like a buy three, get one. Um, but normally I don't really need that to sell out. So um, having small discount codes throughout the website or on social media shows that if you are active on social media, if you look at the content I'm posting, you might find a discount code or some flash sale that way. And it just makes it um, the whole process be more than just purchasing an item. It's exciting. And um, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think what's interesting about your approach is that it's very much like a launch style mm -hmm. business where things are available for a limited time. Maybe they'll come back in the future, but this might be your only shot to get it, uh, you know, versus the typical model where everything's always in stock and someone can just come along and, and buy it whenever they want. What, what made you choose the, the launch style? Yeah, so I'd say for the majority of my experience, I always did it the second way where I just had things always in stock and I would just make it as people purchase it. But I've realized it makes kind of my whole process a lot longer because I would be packing orders throughout the week on different days instead of just having one launch, mass packing everything in like two days and then shipping it out. Um, I'd say it's a lot easier for me because I can manage inventory a lot better. Um, it's easier for the customers because they get their products out faster. And I get less people saying like, oh, I was looking for this item and I couldn't find it because you can check the restock lists very frequently, know exactly what I'm going to have on the website and get a fair chance, um, just like everyone else, to get that product you want because it launches on the same time for everybody. So you're constantly launching new slime, but also bringing back old favorites. How do you decide what products to release? Um, I'd say just pretty much how quickly it sells out when I launch. Or if I get messages from people that say that they want this or that their kids want it and I haven't brought it back for a while, I'll bring it back. And I kind of just look at my top, I'd say top 10 bestsellers and kind of look at the patterns of why people like those. Maybe it's the vibrant colors. Maybe it's like the texture that I'm offering. And for the new products, a lot of the times I always just make products similar to those. So I'll do like the same texture, but a different style. Um, with maybe different add-ins, different fragrance oils, and make it a new product that way. So um, it's always something exciting for returning customers, because if I always stock the same items, there would be no incentive to come back. So what's amazing about this entire launch process is that you have not spent a dime on advertising. So when you are promoting new products, do you just promote on your own page or you work with influencers? Tell us about what else goes on to, to promote your products. 
I would say that all of my followers on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube have been organic. So I've grown them for the past five years from my own content and I have never purchased any advertising, um, but I have worked with influencers through gifted like PR packages. Um, I will reach out to them personally or sometimes they reach out to me um, to do an exchange of some products in exchange for a review or an unboxing. And um, I mainly go for the influencers that have a younger audience or that do work with toys or um, do unboxing channels that way because I know that when they do unbox the product, they're gonna be excited about it. And the excitement definitely um, is contagious. So customers are gonna see that. They're gonna be like, oh, I want that experience for my kids or I want that myself. And um, it's great that way because um, if I only did um, like promoting through my own um, platforms, there was only so many people that I can reach. So if I reach out to other people that have a different audience than I do, maybe I'll get some more people that have never heard about me. And um, it's good both ways. Yeah, when you are working with these influencers, is it a pretty easy sell for them to to take the product and be willing to feature it? Or how difficult is it to get influencers to promote your products or to use them in their videos? Normally, it's pretty easy because I do offer the products um, free of charge. But I've seen that the simple action of just saying, like, can you post the product between this date and this date of receiving it? I've seen a much higher chance of them actually posting it. And sometimes I'll ask them to leave reviews on my website or their permission to post their video on my website to share. Um, I have my own blog post that has all the influencers that I have seen open my packages on Instagram. And that way, when new customers are going on my website, they can click on that and see that there is social proof of people that receive the packages and love it. And there's direct links to a bunch of different ways that they can see um, reviews from people and just build up trust that way. I know you started Firefly Slime on Etsy, but then eventually moved to Shopify. What made you decide to switch? Um, I just say there's a lot more freedom on Shopify. You don't have to pay a listing fee every time that you post something. And um, there wasn't really much that you could customize with your website. And I wanted a lot of creative freedom that way. And... Shopify just offered a lot more features and apps that Etsy didn't have. Like their review features are completely different. Etsy doesn't have blog posts, so I couldn't write anything. And I've seen that um, the Shopify customer service, whenever I need help, is significantly better than Etsy's. So you're one of our one of our youngest guests starting a business at 14. Definitely one of the, the the youngest ages of anyone that's been on the show, and even at 19 now, still one of the youngest guests on the show. Do you have any advice for anyone else out there that that might be your age or, or younger that want to start a business but don't know how to begin? Um, yeah, I've seen a lot of people, especially my peers, say that like I want to do what you're doing or I want to start a business too, but they make no steps towards doing that. So I'd say. If you want to start a business, you just have to start. And then you can't expect going into it knowing everything because it definitely is a long learning process. And of course, do your research ahead of time so you can start off with the best foot possible. But just having to start and I'd say utilize social media as much as you can because it is a really beneficial platform that 
doesn't cost any money. It just costs your time, which is something that you have to invest into the business. And posting on social media very frequently is really helpful. I'd say look at what's trending and um, do a lot of research on what's successful on your own content, what your competitors are doing and what is working for them so that you know what people are looking for. And um, yeah, just utilizing social media as much as you can because that's how you're going to reach a lot of people. Thank you so much for joining me today. Anstina Lee is the founder of Firefly Slime. They make different types of slimes to ease anxiety, relieve stress, and for fun. Angelina, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. And that's all the time we have this week. Come hang out with us next time on Shopify Masters. Again, I'm Felix Tia. Take care.